Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talks with Joe podcast. Today, I have one of my greatest and dear friends with me, Nicole, joining me on today's episode. And I am so excited because I literally have not seen her all year. Like, 2020? No, I have not seen Nicole. We only seen each other virtually. So I'm like super excited to catch up with you right now. (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited, too. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like every time I get like um, Japanese food, like I literally came home from getting sushi just now. And every time I eat Japanese food, <laughs> I like think of you and I think of you and I'm like, oh, man, I miss Nicole. Oh, <laughs> well, the same goes for you with ever, whenever I see something Disney, I like think of you. <laughs> yes, I miss Disneyland. That's another thing. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to be part of this. Because <laughs> it's so exciting. Yes. Like, of all of the people I could be talking to in a podcast setting, I think you're like the perfect person. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, wanted to talk right. to you like specifically today, like about loneliness, anxiety, and living away from home, mm-hmm. especially this year. And um, yes. I kind of wanted to get into like the process, like maybe like your very beginning and middle until now, like your process of living in Japan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, this year has been very <laughs> different, very unexpected, but I moved to Japan maybe almost three years ago now. So from March, it'll be my third year. And been that long already i thought about it for yeah i thought about it for like a year and a half before i actually did it so i've had living here in my head mentally (laughs) before (laughs) i actually moved Mm -hmm. so it, it took a lot of mental preparation of course but when i finally got here it definitely had to i had to go through like more to get used to it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah Um, because when I finally got here I thought it was gonna be you know all rainbows and sunshine (laughs) because I was so happy but then when it came to arriving in my apartment and just sitting there by myself I was like whoa this is really happening like Mm -hmm. I can't I don't know how to comprehend (laughs) (laughs) what it's like to live alone in a different country with um not really knowing anyone in my town but I mean three years later I'm still here and yeah it's definitely rewarding yeah I yeah I just mentally prepared myself before coming here and then it's kind of been a long learning process along the way Mm -hmm. a really really rewarding learning process though (laughs) what are some (laughs) of the things that you learned So I think it's one thing to be physically by yourself, Mm -hmm. but that like kind of amplifies you to kind of look more within as cheesy as that sounds like not living with my family and having them around so much, it kind of made forced me to think more about my own problems 
yeah. it forced me to do a lot more self-reflecting mm-hmm. but I think it also depends on what to type of person you are because not a lot of people can um, kind of deal with their thoughts when they're alone mm-hmm. so of course the easiest way is to distract yourself yeah but when you kind of get tired of distracting yourself that's when you really need to start yeah self-reflecting more yeah I know like so, it's really hard to sit with yourself and it's really hard to sit with yeah. yourself like let's say when you're not on your phone or something and you're not watching a movie yes. and yes. like what do you do in those moments and then those moments are where all the thoughts are coming you know all the all the thoughts that you may not even like and it's coming up like I personally know like it's really hard to cope and deal with that so like what is your process when that happens especially when you're not around anybody you know yeah that's a great question and it's like a great point to put up because at first I was on my phone all the time posting videos taking photos um, text messaging everyone and then over time the time zone kind of got in the way of people replying back in real time right away Mm -hmm. so um uh, of course I got a little bit anxious along the way like sometimes at night I would like wake up and have a panic attack thinking Mm -hmm. like oh my god I'm totally here by myself and then that's when actually you and Kella introduced me more into like meditation and I don't know spiritual mindfulness and all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. and it helped a lot because it in a way it allowed me to reframe my thoughts into a more positive reassuring mindset mm-hmm. and that definitely helped me immensely yeah. and then I started to like see my experience here in a, in a different way after that oh. so yeah, that didn't happen until maybe a year in. Mm-hmm. So it, it took some time, but it honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, it cha- like probably changed my life into girl being able to become more. <laughs> I know what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. To more aware. Yeah, <laughs> like awareness is so important. Yeah, like um, it's like. I've heard this before, but like once you like awaken, you're just awake. You're just forever just aware. You can never go back to where you were before because now you're just so much more um, aware of your actions, aware of your thoughts. So it's, yeah, so you're just awake. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and it it was a bit scary at first because when, when I wasn't in the zone, I felt like, oh, was it just a phase? or something Mm -hmm. but I learned that it's it's more like a it's not a linear graph it's like a roller coaster not even a roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just everywhere it's so sporadic like you can feel so super mindful and aware of everything your actions your surroundings your thoughts but when things happen like this year 2020 (laughs) happening and like you know people getting sick and so much things going around everywhere mm-hmm. it makes it harder yeah to cope with everything else and 
it's it's more of a challenge to become as mindful and aware but at the same time it like it kind of builds your strength a bit Mm -hmm. totally what you're capable of yeah yeah I think this whole time here in Japan it helped me it pushed me I keep saying that but it really did it pushed (laughs) me into realizing a lot about myself and my preferences and setting boundaries and all that yeah boundaries is like a huge thing like I think I learned that this year too and then like during I'm not living in Japan or anything but I'm just at home but but you lived abroad uh, yeah I did but I felt like I was in a different state yes but I, um, yeah, that too. <laughs> but what, during my time abroad, I felt like it was such a short time. I was only there for like three and a half months. It's not like three mm. years. Those three mm. and a half months were like the honeymoon, you know, I was living the honeymoon <laughs> stage of yeah. living in London the whole entire time. So I never really got to that stage where I had to sit with myself. I was too busy, mm-hmm. like, go, 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 because I'm only here for a short amount of time. And I want to yeah. be super present with it because like this day could, this day will go away. And then like, I'll be back home before mm-hmm. I know it. So that's what my mindset at the time. So it's totally different experience <laughs> versus, I yeah. Think e- even if the time, the experience of how long we were in certain areas might be different. I think the fact that you framed your thinking around that you wouldn't be there forever is super proactive though Mm. like yeah for these from these past few months I've been treating life in Japan as like I'm not gonna be doing this forever so I might as well enjoy it while I still can in the same way so but before that when I wasn't thinking that way I was super nervous and shy and too anxious to leave my apartment Mm -hmm. because I couldn't speak the language as much but after realizing and accepting like okay I am a foreigner in a different country I'm still learning the language no one's gonna be as hard on me as I am on myself oh yes that's a huge thing (laughs) yeah that's a huge thing and once I came to that realization, I started to look at life here as fleeting in a sense. And yeah. I think that's like super important for any experience, even if you're living in your own hometown, if you treat every experience as if it's not gonna yeah. happen again, yeah, then like it even... totally changes the way mm-hmm. you act and think. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's just like, hanging out with your friends one day and you're like just like the brian head trips we used to take you know Mm -hmm. as like a group oh my gosh yeah thinking about that it's just like you know one day (laughs) we're all gonna get married we're all gonna have kids like yeah when are we able to do that again Mm -hmm. so i think it really helps you appreciate what happened and Mm -hmm. what is happening yeah Oh my and gosh. That's super important when when you're like more independent. Yeah. Appreciation is so important. Yeah. Gratitude. Gratitude always yes, is gratitude. always so important. So mm-hmm. like when you were mentioning like, you know, the time difference and everything, how 
they're like a lot of us or a lot of your friends aren't able to message you back at a certain time yeah and then you're developed like you know getting into spirituality so like in those Mm -hmm. moments I'm I'm guessing that you didn't feel so alone after that like did you like to develop like some kind of relationship to like yourself or something greater I think at first when I didn't have as much communication with my family and my friends as instantaneous, like as instantly as I would back home in real time. It it was hard at first, but you know, after getting into mindfulness and gratitude, I started to kind of step out of my own experience and kind of look, try and look at things from the receiving perspective. So like if I message my family and they don't reply right away, I I try to look at from their perspective, like, oh, maybe, you know, they're just sleeping and they haven't seen my messages yet. Mm -hmm. But when they do see it, it's not like, like they don't go out of their way to not reply back to me. And Sometimes when I get messages, I don't reply right away too. Mm -hmm. So it's not something I can get super mad about. And something as trivial as text messages can also work out for just interactions in general. Mm -hmm. Like if I try to go out of my way to have a call with someone and it doesn't work out, I try to not take it personally because if it's meant to work out, then it will work out. Even if it wasn't the first plan that you had in your head Mm -hmm. like it'll happen eventually if it's meant to happen yeah for sure and then like you know if people that love you always make time for you too and then like yes yes (laughs) and every time Mm -hmm. like not gonna lie every time I see your message I'll be like oh my gosh it's Nicole I haven't heard it from her from her in a while and I get super excited so that's my reaction (laughs) even though like sometimes I don't respond right away either but (laughs) yeah yeah. And like I think when you feel excited for from receiving like from hearing back from someone then it's also the same for that other person mm-hmm. because when I feel the same way like when you text me your little short stories of experiences I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh I can't believe she's <laughs> thinking of me to tell me these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because like we talked a lot about it so that's why I'm just like I'll have to tell Nicole this (laughs) yeah oh I have to tell Joanne this (laughs) yeah so connection is you can't force it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I learned that also on another note sometimes you have to seek these connections from non-traditional roles like I my time being away I kind of grew frustrated when I wouldn't hear back from my parents or my siblings right away you know I kept when I was in my most anxious state I would start hyper analyzing and thinking like oh these are my parents why don't they treat me like other parents treat their children and well I'm not a child anymore but (laughs) (laughs) like it I grew a little frustrated, but at the same time, I learned that sometimes when you seek support or love from other people, that's not 
who you expect like mm-hmm. I it'll work out better so like yeah. when I'm feeling down and I want to feel supported I'll turn to people who I know will give me support rather than expecting it from someone else who isn't able to provide it yeah and expectations is a huge thing because like when you have yeah. expectations it's kind of like you're hurting yourself at the end of the day when you're yes. expecting so much from someone and they don't meet those expectations mm-hmm. but you're the one setting those expectations for yes. the other person does loneliness ever come up because I know you mentioned like being alone and stuff I think the term lonely it has a negative connotation to it but over time you kind of get to learn that being lonely doesn't mean that you're sad yeah or it doesn't mean that you have no one yeah it just means that you're by yourself yes yes when you're by, yeah when you're by yourself it, there's so many things that you could do that won't resort to overanalyzing yeah and I think loneliness lonely the word lonely is somewhat of like a feeling and an emotion so Mm -hmm. um so it so when it does come because like I know that it does loneliness but always getting back to that trust getting back to Mm -hmm. that source always knowing that the universe is watching out for you and they're always oh, sending yes. you signs. So even if you're feeling lonely, you mm-hmm. are completely not alone because there yes. are, you have spirits watching over you <laughs> or yes. some so, other source, whatever you call another it. another thing too. Um, I grew up in a Catholic family, but I've, I've never been religious myself. And so I was kind of skeptic about everything. And before you and Kella so gracefully mentioned the idea of spirit guides to me, I had a hard time falling asleep. Um, Because I think deep down, I was super anxious about being alone that I couldn't fall asleep. And if you look at what it is to be a human based on a triangle, I forgot what it was called, but at the very base of the triangle is like your survival instincts. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have shelter? Do you have food? Are you safe? Oh, the hierarchical needs or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, the hierarchy of needs. Uh, I think at night when I was super anxious, I, I didn't realize that I couldn't fall asleep because I thought I wasn't protected. Like I thought I was vulnerable being Mm -hmm. by myself so it gave me a hard time because um there were some nights where I would think if something happened to me right now no one would even know it you know and uh it when it got bad it got really bad but uh when I got introduced to meditation spirituality, mindfulness, the idea of spirit, guys, it really opened my eyes to think like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm not alone. And energy is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And if 
people care about me, but they're not explicitly saying like their positive thoughts are still with me. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of protect me from feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And I used to have, I think I told you about it one time where at night I was like in the middle of sleep paralysis. <laughs> yes. I was like freaking out. Yeah. But then suddenly this, wave of energy came over me it felt like I had like a flashback of when I would have nightmares and my mom would come home from work and kind of console me back to sleep I had that same feeling um in the middle of the night when I was about to go into sleep paralysis and I thought like oh maybe this could be a spirit guide helping (laughs) me go back to sleep or it could be like just my mom's well wishes mm-hmm. oh. somehow comforting me. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too because, yeah, energy does work that way. Like mm-hmm. um, when – that's why when I say I'm sending you all the love, I'm sending you positive thoughts. That's literally what I'm trying to yeah. do. So, yeah, yeah I, I believe that. I think that. it's a real thing, real mm-hmm. ass thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's why like when you're talking about someone or you're thinking about someone, all of a sudden they message you or you run into them somewhere Mm -hmm. it just it's not a coincidence I don't believe in coincidences so (laughs) (laughs) yeah signs yeah signs from the universe so what have you learned from your experience like um through when you started having your awakening my first experiences Um, or like what have you learned well (laughs) what have I learned I have learned that when you need it the most that's when life and the universe will help you like I'm not saying it'll give you like a second chance or anything because you'll have the second third fourth fifth sixth seventh chance until you can finally start to realize that you're alive for a reason Mm -hmm. and when it gets bad life will send you signs that'll seem like coincidences (laughs) to show you that like it's worthwhile Mm -hmm. trying to achieve your dreams and what you want to do and help other people because isn't that what the human race is it's just us helping each other yeah like that that sounds so fucking sorry can I swear like yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah it's totally true we're all interconnected yeah and when you kind of want to isolate and not talk to anyone maybe that's just a certain period in life where you need to focus on yourself before you can focus on other people. Yeah. And um, I think a lot more people need to realize that mm-hmm. because you also need to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. before you can start taking care of other people. Yeah. That's how I view it. Because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people pride themselves in um, taking care of their family members or taking care of their friends and all that but it feels more fulfilling when you know 
that you're also happy inside yeah, to, yeah so you're, you're not, not just doing it to fulfill depleted. a void mm-hmm. and yeah you know the more too. you give the more you feel depleted if you're not um giving that love to yourself first and then I think that's a, yeah. something that should be normalized like self-love should mm-hmm. be something that is encouraged too and then especially like I guess growing up in um I've always taught been taught to like give love to others do this like make sure you don't upset them make sure you don't disappoint them so um I yeah. I agree like don't you think that raising someone with those kind of expectations on themselves kind of harbors more anxiety as they grow up yeah it really does because like especially in the workplace like what I recognize Mm -hmm. about myself like if I don't do something perfectly like I get so upset at myself, like, oh, I disappointed my mm-hmm. boss. I disappointed my coworkers. This is all on me. This is all my fault. When in reality, it really isn't, you know, and yeah. I, I'm the one being hard on myself. No one else is putting that expectations on me. It's just what I was ingrained, um, what I learned as a kid that I have to be perfect. I cannot disappoint people. And that's yeah. just that's how I see it now <laughs> unfolding mm-hmm. in my adult life. Yeah, I think it, self-love is super important. And to have a healthy mindset as an adult, you kind of have to be able to practice that growing up. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a gener- like, generational thing. Yeah, But I think a lot of people born in the like the millennials the millennials like people born in the 80s 90s they're so anxious because we didn't really grow up um being proud of ourselves and our accomplishments enough without like giving ourselves pat a, a good pat on the back and putting high expectations on yeah. one another. And yeah. it's like it's we hard. need to learn how to celebrate ourselves, you know, like the little victories, like yes. let's say, um, like let's say you're really, really sad one day and then you're going through a mm-hmm. very hard time, but one day you decide to get up in the morning. That is a mini victory. <laughs> you got <Yes>. up today. <laughs> You wash your face, you brush your teeth. That is something you're not just staying in one place. And that is a victory to celebrate. Yes. And I think also there's not enough mental health awareness mm-hmm. too. And that's that's why it was so difficult at first because, um, I mean, growing up, we did have the internet, but we didn't have those kinds of resources to help us mm-hmm. and I, I didn't read or go to a professional to hear that kind of support until maybe until I moved to Japan. Like I, I understand when it's ha- it's a hard day and you can't get out of bed or you don't want to leave your house and it's kind of a impulse feeling to beat yourself up over that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, when I started reading resources on the internet saying like um, if you have a 
hard time with depression or anxiety and you get up yeah, you get out of bed or brush your teeth, then that's an, an accomplishment itself. It totally gave me like a wave of relief that I wasn't the only one who beats myself up over <laughs> not being able to get out of bed. And I don't know, a sense of community helps yeah. a lot. So even when you're feeling lonely, knowing that other people go through the same thing, it's kind of, a little cathartic but it's also reassuring in a sense yeah because it, it makes you realize that there are other people who have gone through the same thing and they have risen above it so yeah. why can't you rise above it also yeah and what I learned is like everyone goes through their own battles and then everyone yeah. in one way or another like have like issues with their mental health at one point in their life and mm -hmm. it's just not something that is acknowledged at all like um yes. it's maybe it's just like in the older generations and then we're like kind of like now there's the new generation coming up where we're mm. actually acknowledging it like no I do not want to feel yeah. this way like it's actually damaging to me and it's a problem and then um seeking help when you need it but like, it's not, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Like when you need help, like go yeah, get help. <laughs> when, when you realize that step in needing help, that itself is a huge thing. It's like the first big step into wanting to self-improve and change your own mindset and your life for the better. And I think when it comes to the generation before us, you know, they're the working class. They got houses and jobs and mm -hmm. now it's just more difficult for us because um, maybe our parents or grandparents kind of shame their kids for being lazy mm -hmm. or not doing anything when in reality it's it's like it's depression and anxiety getting in the way because it's so difficult to find a job and yeah. earn enough money and get your own house yeah and, and they <laughs> and going back to the expectations thing they're putting that expectations yeah. on us and we're not being yeah. able to live it is causing mm -hmm. us a lot of anxiety and pressure mm -hmm. and it's just like at the end of the day like we cannot make them happy like that's what I realized like you yeah you could do whatever and then at the end of the day for some reason they always have this high expectation of you and you can never yeah. achieve it so like as soon as you realize that like you could either continue to do that try to you know meet their expectations which you won't mm -hmm. because they're always going to have more for you or try to yes. um meet your own expectations like what do you want for yourself and go for mm -hmm. what you want versus what someone else wants for you uh, yeah, and I think it's super important to set your goals small and not super huge. <laughs> like yeah. maybe what your family members or your parents or your guardians expect of you. And unfortunately, like I think hearing what your parents want of you growing up, it kind of you kind of adapt that mindset as an adult, and that's. I think that's what causes so much anxiety is that mm -hmm. having so much expectations on yourself to be a certain person when in reality, maybe you're not even really meant to be that 
type of yeah. kind of person. Um, yeah. It's just something that your parents kind of programmed you into thinking you should be when in reality, yeah. it's like, you need to find what you want to be. And I think being alone, being away from that kind of energy and expectations yeah. really helps you find yeah. what you want for yourself. And I think even though it sounds scary to move away from your loved ones and be on your own, it, it helps you realize more about what you want, not what other people want. Yeah. And if you grow your whole life trying to be something that you're not meant to be, then I don't think that's like the best yeah. way to live your life. It's not like the most fulfilled. And it's interesting because I was listening to your podcast with Kella about past lives and I think like if you if you live your life trying to be something that you're not meant to be then how can you move on to the next life um mm -hmm. starting off that disappointed and as weird as it may sound I think being surrounded by people even if it's your loved ones it can kind of distract you from looking within and I think that's why it's a central theme in meditation. And this is going to sound so nerdy, but like in Le in Avatar Last Airbender, when Aang would, <laughs> you know, kind of leave Sokka and Katara to be on his own to look within, like that's super important because other people can sometimes be a distraction from knowing what you want because you're kind of absorbing the other person's energy mm -hmm. and it kind of, distracts you and um it kind of bends that line of what you want for yourself with like all the energies just yeah. getting in the way it's getting it's yeah. confusing yeah I totally get it yeah. because like um mm -hmm. I know that let's say you have like other people around and then like I know for me like this is like a pattern I have where I tend to look for validation in others but at the same time, like, come back with yourself. Like, is this what you want to do? Like, truly, you don't need that validation from other people. And um, you know how, like, Aang going by himself, like, it's okay to mm -hmm. need that time to yourself. Like, it is 100% yeah. valid. So, like, people who are, like, not okay with it, then that's because they've mm -hmm. always benefited from you not having boundaries. So now that you have those boundaries, oh, it's okay yes. to, like um sit by yourself because um we sometimes we have those days and that is completely okay and then the people who are benefiting from you not having boundaries and now you have boundaries are just like what the fuck and <laughs> boundaries are just yeah. so important when you're really trying to get to know yourself and really knowing like what is best for you and I think you're right if if someone gets mad that you're setting boundaries then it's a, just a reflection of what they're really unable to do themselves mm -hmm. because if you set boundaries and some tell somebody you, you that you need to be alone for a second and that you'll go back to them if they're a loving and supportive person then they will give you that time and they will understand that you need that time because in the end it'll benefit both of you it, yeah it's not like a personal attack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
and it kind of ties with how I said um, sometimes you have to seek that support from non-traditional roles and I think that includes yourself you need to seek support from yourself so self-love is super important yeah like your higher self too I hear that as a term that's like another way of like seeing it you're speaking to your higher self so Mm -hmm. I see my highest self so sometimes I visualize her as my future self like okay like Mm -hmm. um in quantum like (laughs) you visualize yourself like your future self exactly where is she right now and how Mm -hmm. can you become her and then their higher Mm -hmm. self your future self always will will always have wisdom for you and that's like you also like creating that relationship with yourself and then recently I've been creating a relationship with like my younger self too and like I've been doing meditations where I visualize myself now talking to my younger self Mm -hmm. and then it's amazing how much you can learn from each other because like Mm -hmm. your younger self they don't know any better they just want to have fun and be happy all the time and that's something you can learn from them and then sometimes Mm -hmm. I look at my younger self and say wow and Matt look at all the things that you're going to accomplish and then like I that in that moment like wow I accomplished so much I'm so proud of myself and you know that that relationship with yourself just becomes so much stronger. Yes. And I think like, that's super cool that you mentioned that because I was about to go into um, the concept of having a higher self and being able to communicate with your higher self to help you in the present moment. It, it works with, like you said, the present and the past. So it, it kind of reassures me to visualize um, my past self and being able to try and comfort my past self because it gives me a sense of knowing that my future self will do that to my present self. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I also sometimes have I have dreams of visiting my younger self and like not interacting with her me myself (laughs) yeah but at the same time it's it's kind of cool because if you take the time to visualize your younger self and it and seeing the process of what you go through until the present it gives you reassurance that wow you have come a long way and that you've accomplished so much and if if you can take the time to realize that you've done so much to get to where you're you are today then it gives you hope into what you can be like in the future yeah like having hope in general is super like imagine your future self talking to you right now and saying the same thing you're saying to yourself as a kid oh wow the amazing things that you're gonna accomplish from here and oh I'm getting goosebumps I might cry oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing thinking about it like that way like you have so much more Mm -hmm. to go like there's so much more to accomplish and who knows what you'll be doing like maybe even five to ten years from now yeah and if you have that strength to think about yourself that way rather than pushing yourself to meet the expectations of other people it just it feels more meaningful yeah and it it's a big it feels like a bigger message and a bigger sign 
from something bigger than you Mm -hmm. telling you that you're on the right track and yes I think you know taking the time to step out of that distraction zone yeah do it for yourself (laughs) not for others yes always come back to you I've been saying that all day today (laughs) come back to home but it's so true Yeah. yeah like home is inside it's yeah. not like it's not a sur- well it could be a surrounding but home is also a feeling it's not yeah always your physical you location yeah. yeah yeah I totally get that like especially if I'm like if I spent like a weekend with friends or something like yes I love them mm-hmm. to death but I probably gave them so much of my end en- of my energy and then by the time I get home I'm just like mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm home. Yeah, it's me. exhausting, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I understand I'm that for, feeling. To now. myself. Yes. <laughs> so I was curious, like, how does it, how is it like not being able to come home for the holidays this year? Mm-hmm. And then especially during the pandemic, like, I'm sure like the feelings that we just talked about, like on this um, mm-hmm. episode, kind of like arises up especially during this time especially during such a hard Mm -hmm. year so what is that like (laughs) being alone for the holidays I was a bit hesitant even thinking about it because it it did make me feel sad like I, Mm -hmm. I usually go home for the holidays and be surrounded by the people I love as kind of a re up on feeling by myself because I realized being away from home, I like to come back every once in a while to, to refresh my well being. And knowing that I'll be away this holiday scared me because I thought I wouldn't be able to refresh my well being, not being able to go back. But I realized in the end, it's what's safe, safer for everyone mm-hmm. at this time. And what's safe is best and it reassures me knowing that I I wouldn't be risking anyone's health by Mm -hmm. traveling thousands of miles and coming in contact with people Mm -hmm. um, who uh, come in contact with the general public a lot it's pretty risky but yes I just have find myself feeling like it's better in the end for everybody Mm -hmm. and that itself makes me feel like it's gonna be okay and um it allows me to take this time here in Japan like during the holidays to appreciate what's going on here like the holidays in Japan is on another level. (laughs) So I'm getting the, yeah, I feel lucky to have the opportunity to experience that because who knows if I'll be able to experience it again. That is true. We did talk about like every moment is fleeting. Like, you know, oh, I may not be able to experience this. Yes. Yeah. Because I know that my time here in the, my time here in Japan and the, over the holidays, it's it's probably gonna be something I'm gonna miss a lot. So I, I might as well mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah, 
while it's happening and before it happens. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like somewhat exciting too. Like even if you're not coming home, it's an opportunity for Mm -hmm. something else. Like the universe will always have your back. I like to say like, (laughs) no matter what you decide to do. um, mm -hmm. As long as you don't have any regrets for anything, that's super Mm -hmm. important. And yeah. I haven't had any, so <laughs> that helps. That yes. helps a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing your experiences um, from, you know, your experience living in Japan, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. And then um, from the very first moment that you first moved to Japan, like with all your mm-hmm. anxiety and in times of darkness and finding the light through spirituality, like, um it's amazing thank you so much <laughs> is there any no, like thank last you for letting me share nah, is there any last <laughs> message you want to share with everyone sure so um for those out there during this time of 2020 coming to end it's been a rough year and if you ever feel like you're not accomplishing your dreams or if you ever feel like you're alone physically or mentally just know that you are meant for something and life will help you along the way, even if it means being by yourself. And I think being by yourself really helps you look within. So please have hope and things will get better for sure. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> yes. People oh, love you. Love yes. yourself. <laughs> yes. People love you. And if you cannot see that love yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> you are someone too and, and set your, boundaries yeah boundaries are <laughs> super important <laughs> to your <Yeah>. well-being <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes okay thank you so much guys if you enjoyed this episode please leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts <laughs> and feel free to reach out anytime and i'll talk to you guys next week <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you.